I don't think of Bon Jovi anymore. <laughs> like, if I hear that song, it's ruined me for Bon Jovi because all I, I'm like, it's not as good. <laughs> I'd rather hear Tom Cruise do it, it's, which is so stupid. But I would. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, bell notification button, um, likes, give us all the likes, leave some comments, do all that stuff. Yeah, all of them. Um, go ahead, tell a friend about us. That'll help us grow the podcast. Tell a family member. Uh, tell a person that you know in a band. Rockstar! Rock star. That's right. <laughs> Whether they're a local rock star or a big rock star, go ahead and tell them all about the podcast. We appreciate all listeners and watchers. Um, yeah, so we're doing something different, and I think we're going to stick with it. So just give you guys a rundown. If you've been listening for a while, we appreciate that. We're kind of changing some things up. It's getting harder and harder to do new movies. And honestly, like normally we're behind the curve and we always have to react to Hollywood. We had made this decision before this crazy strike shit happened. Yeah. So I feel Talk like about we looking right ahead. Yeah. yeah. The timing is perfect. So we're going to be shifting away from new movies. We'll still do some here and there as they make sense, but we're going to start doing categories. So if you want to get in on the categories, go join our Patreon. You can vote on the categories. You can vote on the movies. You can have a whole lot of control over what we watch. Um, every movie we're doing in the month of August, starting with the one we're recording right now, came from Charles. Like we gave him a list of our, for our category, we gave him a list of categories. We gave him a list of movies. He chose them. We're watching them and we're reviewing them. So um, yeah. So this month, the month of August, we're doing guilty pleasures. So these, <laughs> these are movies that Alec and I both know we shouldn't like, but we'd love. Um, Cause they're pretty bad. Most of the time, if you ask most people, but we love them anyway. Um, and we're going to talk about it. So, yeah, so we chose this. Uh, Charles chose this category. He also chose the four movies we're doing for August, including this one, which is Rock of Ages. It was released June 15th, 2012. Um, it was written by Adam Shankman. Or, sorry, Justin Theroux and Chris Dorenzio. It was directed by Adam Shankman. Um, it stars Julianne Huff, Diego Bonetta, Tom Cruise, Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand, um, Shane Hartlane, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Brian, Paul Giamatti, and Brian Cranston. Uh, it's funny, the first two names at the top of that list seem like they don't belong in this movie. <laughs> Something like that. It's just, I mean, look, anytime you get a small town girl and a city boy that meet on the Sunset Strip while pursuing their Hollywood dreams, and your uh, synopsis stops right there. <laughs> you know you're in for a treat. Primo. Um, yeah. So I, I'm i excited for this first topic because you guys, hopefully, if you listen, you know, apparently I have a type. And I didn't know this until Alec pointed it out. But I'm going to let him explain it. And then I'll just verify. <laughs> guys, I cracked the code. It took well over a year. But JJ has a type of movie. And this type of movie is dog shit on the surface. Absolutely <laughs> terrible, stupid, funny, stupid, 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 terrible. Whatever it is, 
surface level, absolute dog shit. However, if one would look past this surface level dog <laughs> shit, one would see that there is actually a very profound and thought deriving theme there. Now, it's not pushed on you because J.J. hates to be pushed by a director to think about something, but it's there for the taking. This movie, 110% is a J.J. movie. And I, this is the first time I'd seen it. But as soon as I was probably 30 minutes into this movie, I was like, oh, fuck, there it is. That is why J.J. <laughs> likes this movie, because it's an enjoyable, stupid watch, just surface level. But if you go a little bit deeper, it is so much more. And this is one that you know I haven't confirmed this, but I imagine J.J. enjoys making other people watch mm-hmm. so that he can see their reaction. Oh, because yeah. I imagine most of them are like, why the fuck do you like this movie? It's absolute dog shit. And J.J.'s like, man, you just don't understand movies. That's right. But it's there. It is a J.J. film. The oh, lesson God. is there. And, you know, we'll get into the lesson a little bit later, I'm sure. But it is there. And if you were just watching this on a surface level, you're going to miss it. And you're going to think that this is just some sort of, oh, if High School Musical had been made in the goddamn 1980s, (laughs) this is what it would be. And it sucks. (laughs) But no, (laughs) there is much more to this film and it is glorious. Oh, God. My cheeks hurt, dude. This shit's so funny already. We're just getting started. It's so true, though. Like, and I, I, you know, you sent the topic over and I started laughing because I was like, fuck, he's not wrong. Because I started thinking about the movies that I've recommended for the podcast and like the ones that we've done. And almost all of them are like that. Like, I was like, shit, even going all the way back to the beginning with uh, the Tom Hanks one. Oh, God, my brain just quit. Larry Crown. Like, that's another one. It's a terrible movie, but it's wonderful because it's just there's a lot of deep seated points to it. But on the surface, it's really stupid. So, yeah, I apparently have a type, and now I'm fucked. I'm going to have to think about oh. every movie that I love. Excellent. I've never thought about it before, but, yeah, you sent that over. And I was in the middle of watching this, just so you know, when you sent that over. <laughs> it was great. I was laughing so hard. But, yeah, I do. And I, you know, I'm, I'm owning that shit, dude. I'm proud of it because I do. Like, I love – there's a lot of terrible movies that I love that I'm like – in fact, I think of all the ones that I put on the list that Charles voted on, <laughs> and they're all that. And then all the ones that I was thinking about, too, like other ones that I didn't put on the list yet that I was thinking about are all that. They're like surface-level shit, but they all have some deeper meaning that you actually have to like pay attention to them. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, the next piece, and I think the most important topic to me in this movie is Tom Cruise, because that's oh, just so you know, yes, fucking melted my brain. Look, I love Tom Cruise, even during his psychotic years where everybody was like, what the fuck is happening? He was like super like uh, science, Scientology, like he's still a Scientologist, but he doesn't like throw it out there like he used to. I still loved him. I think he's one of the greatest actors of our generation, period. Um, he's done some weird shit. He's done great shit. He's done some terrible shit. But this to me is like, I love when he does things like this that are so outside of his norm action or serious movie, like a Rain Man type thing, or, you know, it's outside of this, the hero, like the Top Gun or like the uh, Mission Impossible stuff. Like, this he movie, does not run in this movie yeah. at all. There is no running. Dude, this anywhere. guy doesn't even walk fast. Like 
<laughs> He's got this weird like gait with his belly all pooched out. Like I love it. It's so outside of his character. But what really shocked me is like all the actors actually sing their parts. Like there's no oh. ADR. So it's not like someone's recorded for them. And then a lot like most musicals or not most, but a lot of musicals, even like what was the one that came out with Hugh Jackman about the circus guy? Uh, greatest show. Greatest showman. Yeah. So the girl that plays the opera singer, that's the chick from Mission Impossible, the last couple of Mission Impossible movies, love her, but she didn't sing that part. There was a singer they brought in and they dubbed it. They, it was ADR. So a lot of actors will do ADR in these difficult songs. And let's be honest, dude, this is an 80, but 80s butt rock. This is music that I grew up with, my old ass. This is my childhood, okay? From a very good decade of music. And a very wide range of vocalists. Yeah. (laughs) This is like music that people go, I'm not singing that shit. That's fucking hard. And Tom Cruise nails it. Like, there's moments when you can tell he's struggling. Like, when he does, like, uh, pour some sugar on me, like, and they start screaming at the end. Like, there's some moments you're like, that one was tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet they had to do that one a couple times to get it right. But the fact that he could still pull it off and sound pretty good doing it, like, I was, it blew me away the first time I watched this movie. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I went and saw it in the theater back in 2012 just because Tom Cruise was in it. And I was like, no fucking way. It was like, there's no way he's actually singing any of this, but they, they've talked about all the actors sing their own parts. So I was like, I have to see this. Like, I have to see it. Dude. He's the best part of this movie. In my opinion, like he steals the entirety other than maybe, Hey man, he steals this whole movie. Him and Paul Giamatti. Bro. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy Jacks. Just, yeah. I love it. It's crazy. It's interesting. But it's just like, you know, and it was another thing where, like, I think about Tom Cruise and some of the weird shit that he's done. Like, he did Tropic Thunder back in 2008 with the weird uh, Les Grossman character where he was, like, the -the over-the-top movie producer or whatever. Like, those are the things about Tom Cruise that I'm like, that's cool shit because it's just out so outside of the norm. Just shows his chops and his range. But I love Tom Cruise in this. Love him. Oh, yeah. Every scene he's in, he's the focal point, even when he's supposed to be in the background. Yeah. Um, oh, he yeah. finds a way to steal it, which is so great and probably necessary because who's Diego Bonita? And <laughs> no fucking clue. Like, I know Julianne Huff is an actual singer, like a country artist, I think she is, or she's. Well, she started as a dancer. So she was on Dancing with the Stars as one of the professional ah. dancers. So her and her brother are from here in Utah. Um, and they were ballroom dancers, both of them, but they both can sing and he's a judge on like, so you think you can dance or whatever. She became a judge for a while on the show. She was on for years, the dancing with the stars. And then she, she tried her hand at singing and acting like she single-handedly ruined the remake of footloose. And I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, like yeah. I knew that much, um, yeah. but that's, that's who she is. Yeah, but uh, why (laughs) were the two of them cast in this? Because they had to pay for Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm thinking like 2012, right? You can find somebody. 
got to right like right like i'm thinking even if you went the unspeakable route and took one of the boneheads from one direction the band (laughs) and threw them into this like they would take it right because it's a acting gig it moves them into a different medium Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and they could easily pull off the part yeah right yep and then i was like you you can do the same thing like there's plenty of music artists out there that could give you the same performance or even better than what we saw from our leads you are unfortunately the worst part of this movie absolutely which is a bit sad if we're honest sure um, and I mean, it's a tall order, right? You have Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand, Tom Cruise, Paul Giamatti in yeah. here, uh, Mary J. Blige, right? Yeah. Like you have some of the best of the best. Oh, yeah. So it's a tall order, but it shows. Oh, yeah. Like hard. You can see the discrepancy and feel it throughout the entire film. To yeah. where, I mean, there's one section near the beginning where they match up or mashup jukebox hero and uh oh yeah yeah i, I love, love rock, rock and, and roll. roll and i don't give a shit about jukebox hero despite the fact that's one of my favorite songs yeah <laughs> and i am waiting for i love rock and roll which is also a good song but sure you know if i'm picking one to listen to i'm listening to jukebox hero because yeah. it's alec baldwin and russell brand who are seeing i love rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to see <laughs> well the best part is alec baldwin is like the worst singer in this movie like but i God still awful i still want to watch him every time he's on screen like and every time he covers his mouth like in shock like i love it yeah no i'm with you like they're the worst and we talk about it casey and i watch this movie all the time well okay so i have to preface this too so this movie came out at a time in 2012 before the streaming like the streaming wars had just kind of gotten up and running right at the time netflix and hulu was pretty much it it for streaming so in 2012 we still had cable like normal direct tv kind of thing i don't remember which one we had at the time we were living in ohio but in like 2013 2014 when this came out on video after it had been in the movie theater for a while and it actually hit like tv stuff we had all like the hbo and the showtime and i don't know which one it was on but we would you might be just old enough to remember flipping channels until you'd like oh okay i'm landing case every time this fucking movie was on we would watch it because it was so it's so much fun and that's what i think about is i'm like flipping through i'm like okay i can't stand julianne huff or Diego, whatever, because they're terrible. But everything else about this movie, like, I'm all in. Like, it's just Good. so fun and entertaining. And it's not like they're trying to make some blockbuster movie. They're just no. fucking having a great time. So, but this is another one where the cast is outraged. I mean, you got Brian Cranston in here for a few minutes. You got, there's some big actors. Catherine Zeta Jones is in here yeah. for a short amount of time. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, you it's have stuff. big names, and it's just like, oh, like, yeah, I feel bad for the leads, right? Sure. Because it's, you'd have to be incredible yeah. to really hold a candle. But for as bad as they were, you'd think they could have gotten some sort of tips, right, from all sure. these stars that are surrounding them Yeah. on how to be just a bit better. Yeah. 
Well, and I'm sure they both thought that they were going to be like, this was going to be the like next their breakout role. You know Boom. what I mean? Not so much. It's just, yeah. And it's not even that they can't, they can both sing very well. They just don't have the charisma on screen that the rest of the cast does. So I'm just not interested. Like the only time I'm intrigued is when either one of them is acting against Tom Cruise. Like then they're fun, but that's, I think because Tom Cruise brings that shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Cause if you watch this movie and, and go not to go back to Tom Cruise, but I can't help myself because I was just thinking in the moment, like every time he's acting against someone in this film, their best is coming out. Like you even think about Malin Ackerman, who's a relatively well-known actress. She's phenomenal in this because she's playing against Tom Cruise. Like, and I'm just like, I love every minute of like what Tom Cruise does for this film is outrageous. Four minutes, <laughs> four, <laughs> eight minutes. You just said four. Yeah. Uh, three. <laughs> what I love, if you're listening, you're not going to see it. But when he does the countdown for that song and he's like, five, four, and he goes to the weird three and then the rock and roll, the devil horns too. And then he flips her off with the one. I was like, that's the greatest fucking, I like. I used to walk around like going uh, 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 and for like years when we were watching it all the time because I think it's the funniest countdown I've ever seen. But yeah, like his just or like the moment where he's talking to the dude at Rolling Stone and he's like, put Cinderella on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> She's, she put her tongue in my ear. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? She blew up my world. <laughs> I have a gig. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I could talk about his part for hours, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. And like, and that might be part of the problem is that you have all these great actors who overshadow the leads. Cause it's not like the leads were God awful. Sure. They were God awful in comparison to who they were sharing Correct. the screen with. Correct. Um, I should probably clarify that because I think I did say earlier they were god awful. I mean, they were god awful in comparison, <laughs> but it's comparatively, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. they could have been much worse than uh, they actually uh, were. But when you look at them side by side to who they're up against, like, yeah, it's pretty bad. And I think to your point, like, if they could have just found a couple of people that are a little more charismatic, and you don't even need the superstar power, just find people that play better on screen. And this movie probably would have gotten even better ratings because oh yeah i can tell i mean i'll tell you right now just watching like i am like oh these two drive me crazy but it's worth it to watch everybody else um and another one that steals the movie for me is russell brand like oh dude he's announcing and i've always loved russell brand like i know he's not everybody's flavor but like there's very little that russell brand's done i found him in uh forgetting sarah marshall and ever since then, like, I'm all in for Russell Brand. Like, the guy cracks me up. And when he's announcing the bands, like, in this movie, like. Wolfgang Van Cult? Yeah. It's Vaughn. Not an improvement. Yeah. He's like, Wolfgang Von Cult. Are you sticking with that? <laughs> yeah, Wolfgang Van Cult. It's Von Cult. It's not an improvement. Not, not an improvement. <laughs> Or at the end when he's doing the Z guys, he's like Z guys, whatever. Give it a whirl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Or like the part where they're him and him and uh, Alec Baldwin together were just cracking me up like the whole time. Yeah, 
every time he go, and I, I I haven't looked it up. I should have. It's unlike me to have not. But I have to imagine that a lot of Russell Brand shit was just complete nutter, like on the spot, like yeah, improvised, improv. Yeah, because the shit he said is says is so ridiculous. Like it's just great. Like when he runs out and he's like talking, he's like rock his head, like rock and roll is life or whatever he's yelling it all the way over and he's like sniff the mic like he rubs it on his junk sniff the mic like what love it it's just comedy fucking gold russell yeah. brand great and it's it fits in perfectly with everything that's happening and the kind of the playoff between him and alec baldwin <laughs> as like you know the owner of the club and then you know the guy who's been there for forever yeah, is probably the one who actually runs the club <laughs> and that kind of playoff just fits so well into what he puts out because he's another one where if he's in the scene, he's stealing. Everything. Oh, yeah. Um, to the point of you're just like, oh, I want more of Russell Brand, mm-hmm. like introduce another band because it's yeah. funny. <laughs> yep. So good. You what a you pile of estrogen and <laughs> something else like just you know he's just making that shit up yeah just goes. pulling it out of his ass <laughs> it's just it's fantastic i love it yeah it's so good um another one not to i just feel like we got a pile more on the russell brand quote unquote not with russell brand though but paul giamatti is the shitty manager like he's really good too like i think paul giamatti has one of the dirtiest sexiest voices in hollywood like mm. he just has one of those natural gravelly <sighs> yeah seriously like he talks and i'm like fuck you i yeah i want your voice like and he doesn't sing real great like he sings in this movie like okay he's he's whatever i mean he holds a tune but that's it but when he talks like and he gets in that lower register and that natural it sounds like you swallowed glass i'm like i fucking hate you because <laughs> he's also not an extremely attractive man like he you don't look at him and go that's hollywood but no. the guy can act like you look at him in almost any movies and he can act but that voice fuck off man i'd do him Easy. as long as he as long as he kept talking i mean like because <laughs> fuck he just has a voice i love it um but he steals it but my favorite scene in this movie oh god that's dangerous to say but i think I do believe it's my favorite scene is when is after the record or the article comes out and he goes into the, his office and like Stacy Jacks is in his office and Hey man is the monkey is just trashed his office. And he like, you see the true, like Stacy Jacks has just been this ridiculous character the whole movie, but you see the true colors of, of Stacy Jacks and how rock and roll actually means some shit to him. He's just a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? And he's got this persona he's got to keep up. But he throws the magazine and he tells him you got to read. And when he reads the part that he screwed over Alec Baldwin's character and the 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 this bourbon room where that made him famous, he, I love that. When he's Please don't pour that on my head, the 100-year-old yeah. boss. And he's like, I would never do that. I was like, that's my guy right there simultaneously tips the bottle back drinks the scotch and pisses on freaking his manager's shoe i dude i laugh till my freaking face hurts every time i watch that scene it's genius shit the two of them back and forth in that moment oh easy 
to the point of a, it's truer than I would want it to be. <laughs> that right there. Yeah. Is that true? It's, it's not not, not true. <laughs> it's it's more true, more more true than I would like it to be. be. Yeah. He goes, let's not bullshit anymore. Yeah. And then he still comes up with another one that's like it's more true. There's <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I just I fucking love it. It's great. So I had to talk about that scene. Oh, absolutely. It's just another it that is just wonderful. Um, but since we brought it up earlier, the music, this Phenomenal. like, like I said, every I listen to this. This is my childhood wrapped up. It's an eighties wet dream, right? Yeah, here. it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's some of my favorite butt rock anthems out there. Um, what about you? I, and I ask this because I know. You're kind of an old soul, but we've never really talked music. I don't think you and I, so I don't know. Obviously I know you like some, cause we've had conversations since you watched this, but were you a big eighties butt rock guy before or growing up or like, have you always been a 80s? Yeah. Guy? So like, uh, so growing up, right. Do yard work with my dad. Mm. He had one CD that we played on this, big ass like old stereo that he'd lug out and just blare 13 tracks on this cd right yeah uh 11 of them were in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i love it so like i said earlier jukebox hero yep track four um nice tw- you know wh- what is it uh we're not gonna take it mm-hmm. track eight nice like it this was an integral part of my childhood, not a favorite one because I hate doing yard work. Sure. But I was, th- it turned me on to like the 80s and then also like 70s to the 80s, 80s to 90s, kind of those transition periods where I was like, I was like, okay, this movie's amazing because mm-hmm. of all this music, right? This is, this is the best decade or the best three decades of music right here. Yep. And then they fucking ruined my favorite journey song. Uh oh. Which Any way one? you want it. Yep. I knew it was going to be that one. And I was, so I was weird. like, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to listen to this song ever in the same way that I used to because that it's like a pump up song. Yeah. Like I used it got to the point where that was on my, you know, like cross country and track and basketball playlist. Mm-hmm, right. Because mm-hmm. it's such an uplifting you know, kind of balls to the wall song. I'm like, great. Now I'm going to see is fucking Diego Bonita trying to be a, <laughs> a rock star and strippers yeah it's all i'm gonna see now while i listen to this music and so it it kind of brought up this controversy within me yeah right because phenomenal music and let's be honest any way you want it uh fits perfectly to where they put it in the song or the movie 100 perfect track for it but now i'm sitting there going okay do you have to ruin it for everybody (laughs) like you could have put some dumbass other song in there that would have done just as well yeah put a i don't know didn't you put a michael bolton song in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that would serve the purpose just as well yeah um and not have it because i was sitting there i was like Oh no! And that's when I texted you because I was watching when I was texting you. Like, oh yeah, this is ruined. 
this has ruined my favorite journey song. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the, and and you know what's weird about that one is it's the only one where they like add lyrics in a very odd way because she's yeah. singing about the strippers at first, and it's like, so it's like talking about what is the like Roxy or whatever, and then she adds some weird lyrics. So I'm with you. It's the only one that they really fundamentally change the song, and I get again to your point, it perfectly syncs up because she's talking about becoming a stripper to the main girl to Sherry. And I'm like, can I get that? But I'm with you. It does. I was like, that's my least favorite performance, but it's journey is like one of my favorite bands of all time. Period. Okay. Um, period. Like I love journey. It's ridiculous. My mom grew up loving journey. So she introduced me at a young age. And I think Steve Perry has one of the craziest voices on the planet or had, but yeah, it's just amazing. So I'm not a fan either of like when they do this and I'm like, oh, God, because <laughs> they change the lyrics and they twist it. It's not just like one of these mashups that they do throughout this thing. They, they fundamentally change the lyrics of the song to fit the fact that she's talking about certain strippers. People, and, yeah. Yeah. And she's, I think one of them's like candy and the others. like I was like, fuck, it's just. Mm-mm. And then the weird boot, the boot slaps and like of the, against the poles and shit. And it's kind of this weird culmination for me, too, because, I mean, shocker, I've been to a lot of strip clubs in my life. Oh, no, you don't say. <laughs> Ooh, what a thunk it. JJ going to fucking heathen places? Why would you ever? Mm-hmm. And I look, I love strip clubs. And I'll tell you what I really like. My favorite part is like people that women that can actually work the pole. Like, and I don't you can be fully dressed, but if you can work the pole, I think that's cool because I'll fucking die. If I get on the pole, like there's a moment in the movie, like when one of them slides down real fast, yeah, like, stops like, like, a couple inches. That's like, harder than it looks. No <laughs> shit. Well, like all that shit's like crazy hard. And I like had conversations with strippers. I was like, they're really good on the pole. And I'm like, so talk to me about that. Cause like, it looks like something that would give me a heart attack if I didn't fall off and break my neck first. Right. Right. I got sweaty palms. Like I'm, I'm not stopping. Yeah, myself. It's not happening. Like, <laughs> And my leg, like, if I tried to use my knee, like, the under part of my knee to stop my butt, I'd fucking break something. <laughs> and that's if I stop. So it's just, like, I'd laugh. And so I watched that. So it's this culmination of, like, a lot of my favorite things and things that I really think are great. But it just doesn't work because it's, like. It's ruining just, the song. Ruin any way you want it. Like, fuck. So, but, yeah, but I to me, like, that's the only song that it really ruins. I think the one, the other one that I don't love the mashup of, and I don't remember what they mash it up with is because one of my, also one of my favorite songs is more than words by extreme, which is hilarious because extreme hates that song. Like, cause they're a heavy, like you listen to most of their music and you're like, they didn't do more than words, but they did. Cause most of shit's pretty heavy. Even for the eighties, it's really heavy. Um, but I love that song and I don't remember what they mash it up with, but I don't love the mashup that was the only other one that i'm like oh but again it fits the theme right the what yeah. they're doing but it's yeah it's not my favorite mashup the other one for me was we're not gonna take it uh because they mash it up with i think it's we built this we city, built right? this city yeah. yeah and love both those songs but i was like <laughs> really you're gonna give we're not gonna take it to the church going <laughs> that's group that's like protesting that's like protesting <laughs> hard rock i was like have you even listened to we're not gonna take it and the lyrics <laughs> it's funny. 
got a kiss song going up again. <laughs> like, that's not going like, to I mean, I was like, oh, great. Now it's ruined for me. Because that's another one that's just awesome. Yeah. You put that on, you blare it, pumped up immediately. And I was like, oh, like once again, it fits. It's yeah. perfect for the situation. But I was like, really, you couldn't find anything else? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, even something less well known, because in that mashup, we built this city is can carry that mashup. Sure. Right? You can throw in a, a less well known song and still yeah. have the desired effect. But I was like, really, you put in Twisted Sister for yeah. all the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> we're protesting this and i was like oh please so that was the other one but That's i mean fair. at the same time it's a very nitpicky complaint because it fits it's great music yeah. i was just like oh no now all i'm gonna see is uh a bunch of people who were my grandfather built this city <laughs> or whatever it was yeah and i was like oh man I think I'm always too distracted in that scene by all the cameos from it that I mm-hmm. never actually paid attention. Cause you have tons in that on the other side that are singing, we built this city. I don't know if you noticed, but you have Ke- like Kevin Cronin from Mario Speedwagon, Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. You have Debbie Gibson, uh, the guy from extreme. Uh, I don't remember Betancourt, I think is his last name. And then you have Joel Hoekstra of night Ranger and singing over there. So I'm always like, I thought I saw it's Keith Richards. Keith Richards. He might be. I didn't. I haven't seen him. I'm just going off the ones that I always remember, oh. and I can't see because right. Like Debbie Gibson's right there in the front, and then you have the other one is Sebastian Bach, who's always right there because he just stands out so much. His look, mm-hmm. but I've looked through that a couple of times. But I'm sure that there's even more that we don't know about. But I'm always distracted by that, so I don't think I've ever paid attention to the fact that it's. We're not going like, to take it, 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 it doesn't in that fashion. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it fits, but it doesn't, right? And yeah. That's kind of like what my complaint is with the other uh, you know, stuff as well. It's like, mm, could pick anything else, please? <laughs> like, I, I know why you did it, right? Makes sense. Fits perfectly. Yeah, but same for sure. Time, thank you. Now, I, you know, now that image is always going to be stuck with yeah, that's that I'm true. on the wrong side of the picket line when I listen to it. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> oh God. I will say that there are some of my favorite though, since we talked about some of the songs that were ruined, like and it's not in it for long, but like at the beginning on the bus when they're doing uh uh God, what is the Sister Christian, the motor mm-hmm. in like I love that song, and so like and I thought I was like, this is a cool moment for that, and like the little girl and all these people on the bus that are like going somewhere else i was like that's a cool moment um with the the way that they tied the music together trying to think of what other ones that really stuck out to me is like um anything tom cruise did like when he did pour some sugar on me and then he did uh wanted dead or alive oh god that's right (laughs) that's the one one. yeah (laughs) wanted dead or alive like that one I don't want to say it ruined it because I love his performance of it, like including the countdown and the going, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think of Bon Jovi anymore. <laughs> like if I hear that song, it's ruined me for Bon Jovi. Cause all I, I'm like, it's not as good. <laughs> I'd rather hear Tom Cruise do it, it's, which is so <laughs> stupid. But I would like I just love his version of it even better. 
anyway, uh, yeah, but that's I'm glad you pointed out because I did text you about that one. Yeah, that one got me. Uh, but I just love all of them that Tom Cruise does. Like, I just think it's so funny that that he just kills it. I will say that I don't love the version of uh, the end song. Wow, my brain really I don't stop believing. Yeah, don't stop believing. Like, I don't love that, but I think for me it's because Mary J. Blige is one of the greatest singers the world's ever known, but her mm-hmm. part, don't she comes so out of pocket with the melody of the song that when they're singing at the end, I'm like, mm, stop it. Stop it. Just let Tom Cruise do it. <laughs> <laughs> just shh. <laughs> yeah. Just, shh. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other one that he Tom Cruise does that oh I want to know what love is like I love that uh, that he sings with Malin Ackerman also a very another great this a tough song yeah but he just kills it um yeah so anyway I I could talk for hours but I can't fight this feeling with like Baldwin and, and Russell Brand are singing to each other oh yeah Oh my god! I love that moment when he starts to sing. He's Russell Brand turns around. Are you fucking with me right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's the greatest day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Oh, it's good stuff. Um, This is also based off of a musical. That's there was like no. I didn't know that when I saw it. I'd never heard of it before it came out in the movie theater. And then I found out that obviously it was a, an actual based on a Broadway musical. Um, oh. Oh, no, it didn't. I was looking to see if it had like who starred in the original because maybe that's why they chose Julian Huff and Diego Bonetta. Mm. But it doesn't have uh, who did it. Who did it? Yeah. Anyway. Yep, good stuff. All right, should we rate this thing? Let's do it. Okay, dude, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Okay, excellent. So I kind of teased this at the beginning, but JJ's got a type, right? <laughs> so surface level, absolute bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the first 30 minutes, I honestly was like, oh, my gosh, this is high school musical. And I like high school musical better. Like, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, But then it goes into this really kind of deep underlying theme about exploitation in Hollywood, especially a young among young artists who, you know, have a dream. Right. But don't know how to get to the top and being manipulated by uh, Paul Giamatti, specifically just Mm -hmm. Paul Giamatti. Uh, But you have this (laughs) this manager who's kind of controlling everything. And we even see it a bit with Tom Cruise's character, Stacey Jacks. Right. Where. He's kind of been doped up and boozed up and just kind of going through the flow of things, doesn't pay attention to really anything that's going on around him. Um, even to the point where, you know, he shows up three days late to a gig <laughs> because why not? Um, so it has this underlying really good theme about expo- exploitation in Hollywood and the, you know, kind of the darker side of, in this case, the music industry. And what, you know, the building blocks to kind of get there and what it takes and what you think you are looking for isn't always what happens. Um, But, you know, you have you're losing that control over your own kind of life and stuff. And so as soon as that became clear, I was like, God damn it. 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then, you know, to top it all off, you got great music going. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is a fun watch if you are willing to look past all the goddamn cheesiness because it is there. <laughs> it is easy cheese, easy whiz cheese, whatever that cheese in a can stuff. That's is. right. Just piled high on a, you know, cracker. Um, and I loved it. I hated it and I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to give this a four. Nice. I, it's tough on kind of a rewatch perspective because it on, on that surface level, right? When I rewatch movies, I typically rewatch them as background noise. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, there's that surface level bullshit, but at the same time, if it's background noise, all I'm doing is like playing the greatest hits from the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'll probably watch this again um, easily. And it, yeah, four strong four loved it. This is a great way to kick off our guilty pleasure month uh, with Rock of Ages. So, yeah, I, I'm impressed. And JJ <laughs> totally has a type. I do have a type. <laughs> it's like my type will come up again this month. I, it's <laughs> my next movie that we're doing will show you guys it's a type. Anyway, oh, God. Now I'm always going to find – I'm going to start pointing out my own type. I'm not a fan <laughs> of this. I'm being ignorant of my type um look i love this movie it is terrible but it's wonderful i was so glad that we went and saw it in the theater like I said casey and i because we used to go see everything like there was a time when we were seeing movies constantly and this was during that time <clears throat> and i love tom cruise so i was like fuck it tom cruise is gonna be in it let's go watch it um and sure enough, like I was so pleasantly surprised. And they look, the movie bombed. Like, if you want to talk about box office and being successful, it bombed. People hate it. That's why it's a guilty pleasure. Because I know that I should not like this movie, but I love it. I it I am so entertained. I enjoy the music. I love the performances outside of the, the lead actors. But it's so funny because it's so good outside of those two that I can forgive the bullshit that are the lack of chops that come from those two who you can tell we're early on in their acting careers. And so it's just like, I can be forgiving because Tom Cruise carries it and Alec Walden carries it. And Russell brand makes my ass laugh every time. And we didn't even talk about the fact that Brian Cranston's character as the mayor cracked my shit up. And <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones was like super hilarious and funny in this movie your tits have held up well. <laughs> it's just like, there's so many one liners in this movie and just hilarious, ridiculous shit that I'm just wildly entertained. Every time I watch it, I laugh at the same jokes. I giggle. I come away. This is one of those movies. It's a rare movie that when I watch it, I leave in a better mood, no matter what, like if I'm in a shitty mood, this is one of the first movies I think about because I know that I'm going to come away in a better mood because good music, funny jokes that are good and repeatable. So I, I just enjoy it. Um, I'm also going to give it a four. Look, it's, it's not perfect by any stretch, but to me, it's worth a watch. And I've watched it a hundred times. I'll watch it a hundred more. Like it's just, it's, it's on my list. Like I said, of things that if I need to watch a good movie and have fun, this is it. When I told Casey, we were watching it. She was like, yes, because <laughs> that's like, that's the fun we have. Um, there is an extended edition. Don't watch that. It 
extended edition shouldn't exist in my opinion, but we watched it and it's, it adds nothing, no value. It's just shit that should have stayed on the cutting room floor. Um, but yeah, I, I love this movie. I'm glad we did it. Thanks Charles for picking it. Go watch it. You'll be, and be open-minded about it. Don't go thinking you're going to watch some record. Just go have a good time and you will, especially if you like eighties music and Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh shit. There it is. Alec, tell everybody where they can find us when they're not listening to us to talk about our guilty pleasures. Happy to. So thank you once again for tuning into our review of The Rock of Ages. This was a JJ pick and the first movie in our month of guilty pleasure. Uh, we have three more to round off the month of August. So with that, hit the subscribe button and tap the little bell notification so you can be notified when those recordings drop. It's going to be a really good month. Uh, the Guilty Pleasures list was finalized by our Guilty Pleasure, our wonderful patron, uh, Chat Ginge PT. And if you are a fan of the podcast or just looking for a way to be more involved with the pod as we do these specialized months and episodes, the best way to do that is to join us there, where every dollar earned goes towards JJ's recent colonoscopy. <laughs> That's a really hard word. It is a tough um, word. With that, I will send it back to our very own Titan of Terror, the great Bambino, a JJ. Yeah. Thanks, Alec. And thanks, Charles. Chat, ginge, whatever, PT. Yeah. Chat, ginge, ginge, ginge chat, ginge, whatever. Your great name <laughs> that needs to change soon so I can actually say it. Um <laughs> Thanks for picking our movies. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited to watch movies and record movies for the whole month in a while. We have some bangers coming yeah. up the list. It's going to be they're, great. They're, yeah, they're bangers. And people are going to listen and go, these fuckers like these movies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be great. Um, so with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. I still love you, baby. Cinematic. <laughs>